0: Four. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to lead the way, girls. I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. Look, if I said it, then I made it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I'm excited. We got our guest out of uh, Virginia Beach, and he is an exercise physiologist. Spent 11 years in the Navy as a, as a Navy SEAL. And um, he's, he, uh, you can reach him. You can find him on social media, on Instagram at JeffCSCS. You can also check him out and what he does uh, on his website at US. Dot com, and uh, we'll get all of this linked up of course as well but just excited to have you Jeff here today Jeff Nichols uh, appreciate you coming and uh, spending some time with us here today
2: yeah I appreciate you having me it's uh now that we're all kind of quarantined in our houses this seems like a real viable option for uh, yeah
1: no doubt right? <laughs> for, <laughs> for a business now isn't that crazy Yeah, yeah so who's we're... laughing
2: now <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh schools closing businesses closing um everything pretty much closing down restaurants bars it's it's an interesting time with the cor- coronavirus for those of the, you know if you're listening to this years from now uh it is uh it's it's we're in the we're in the thick of the coronavirus worldwide pandemic and it's interesting times um yeah, yeah it's
2: it's it's a little bit bananas but yeah we yeah. were just kind of talking off camera how interesting that you know people were uncertain of how how a podcast, that, you know, 10 years ago, five years or whatever it is now, it's like, wh- what a good idea of something to have right now to fall back onto in, in this. Yeah, absolutely. In
1: this. And, you know, you, you're primarily or you basically are 100% of your revenue comes online. And so you're obviously positioned for this pretty well. Uh, and I think there's a big shift already of people like, all right, what can I do? What's the opportunity here? How can yeah. I, how can I make that shift? Just like what you're saying with the podcast there's going to be a lot more of that in virtual things as we get through this, who knows how long this is going to go. We'll, we'll get through it for sure. There's yeah. no doubt about that, but yeah, man, it's, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. For say release, sure. right?
1: <laughs> yeah. What? uh, and then, yeah, I know we also talk like you just acquired a building and, and, uh, you know, that can, can be a little scary at a time like this where it's like, man, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is an interesting
2: thing. Like, everyone is asking how everyone's doing and what's going on and right now we hear that like all, a lot of the public venues like you said are closing grocery stores potentially but now like gym spaces fall right into that like hey things are closing like what are we going to do and i thought like, there's a very interesting population to close close a gym down on because honestly a lot of people that's that's their thing that's that is really totally. what they do what they look forward to on a daily basis so what an interesting thing where you can't go to the gym right so now but again like i, I acquired a building like my home gym is is, is a quite nice home gym yeah. but with the business kind of outgrowing it essentially my home gym is a video studio well i outgrew it so it went from you know 600 square feet to 4,800 square feet well wow. populated with different gym equipment that i've been wanting to for a while to, to use as a teaching platform. So mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting sort of like, Hey, gyms are closing. You just acquired a building to put gym equipment in, <laughs> but it's, it's a private workspace. It's not, right. it's not even a gym. There is no membership. There is no anything yeah. like that. It's you get trained by me in small groups, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is like, like considering what's going on right now. It's just very ironic.
1: Definitely. Um, and yeah, you think about gyms. Like I was thinking about this. I think most, most, like if you think of a CrossFit gym or whatever, right? Like they love thrive on community and now you're telling them you can't have that community anymore. Yeah. And it's like, man, no one was wiping bars down and really cared about like germs and things like that, especially in CrossFit, like burpees, sweat everywhere. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, and then all of a sudden it's like, we got to shut the gym down. I'm like, man, they probably have the best immune system ever. Some of these large right. community gym, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know where I fall on it, but we'll, we'll find out and we'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it'll work it out. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, I always like to ask this question to all of my guests is championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What, what does that mean to you or what comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting just because I have a background. I've been an exercise physiologist for 20 years now. And, uh, before my time in the military, I was a strength coach at university I've been fortunate enough to spend um, a fair amount of time behind the curtain, if you will, between with a lot of professional organizations—football, uh, basketball, baseball, and whatnot. I mean, as of that a week and a half ago, I got a set next to my childhood hero, one of them, Joe Girardi with the Phillies. Oh, While awesome. well, he managed nine innings, just sat next to him the whole game, and so. You know it's the same thing with you know been an opportunity to do that with steve kerr and bill belichick and a lot of dan gable and tom and terry brands and the awesome. list goes on and on i've been my point is is it's not like oh my god to that name it's interesting because the, the one of the first things when i get when i have the opportunity to have a conversation with great great coaches like that the first thing i again I asked steve kerr i was like at what point in your life your playing career? Did you feel like you made it, right? Like what? It was his his response was like never. Like even after six rings, when I the same question I asked Tom and Terry Brands, who the head wrestling coaches for University of Iowa, and theirs was fear driven, and that's the same answer that Joe Girardi gave me. So, long story short is, what do I think of that? I think the championship um, specifically uh, really comes down to a few things, and really it's creating a culture and not the buzzword culture. Like I, I, people ask, well, how do you develop culture? It's a very simple thing really in the sense of like writing it out. This is how you do culture, but create yeah. manifesting culture. Like that's what I think of, of like culture championship is process. That's all it comes down to to me is like, right? If you look at the you know, SEAL teams, if you look at the New York Yankees, you look at the all blacks, you look at these teams that, you know, throw up air quotes and go, hey, these are successful championship teams. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is a process where you can assimilate new or different individuals into that system and they, they can fit in because they've been informed, right? Hey, here's our expectations. Hey, what, what are your expectations of me as a player or as a coach? And then we got to find a compromise or a crossroads for those, that or that communication, And that is why the SEAL teams does so very well. That is why the Patriots have been good year, year and year out. That's why Golden State Warriors are so good year and year out. It's because of the process in which the administration, the coaches, and the players conform to based on we perceive that there is a real opportunity for success. The Yankees, year in, year out. Right. That's it it granted you could say, well, it's because of money that well. The finances allow that process to be a little bit more finite than maybe it's competitors. And that's the edge now. Yeah. The, the bat's still the bat, the ball's still the ball. We have got to develop the process and that they'll say develop talent in the in, in community, like the financial community, it's a process. So like I'd sort that's, that's what I always come down to and I, championships come down to the process.
1: Yeah, I, can, I couldn't agree more. And you named some uh, some big ones like Belichick is one that always comes to mind for me, or Nick Saban is w- another one that just these guys that they have just found a way to have a process that yeah. they stick to for sure. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but yeah, absolutely, 100 that that they believe in, and I'm sure they're always tweaking and and uh, innovating, right? Too, to stay, yeah. Stay at top, yeah. But uh, but they do. They found a way to stay at top when get all these other guys that are just that are elite and the best in the world of what they do as far as all these other coaches at the highest level and, and they, and the cream always is rising to the top. So it's always an interesting conversation around that. What's uh? well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, you just mentioned a a number of uh, well-known figureheads and coaches and, and, and people, especially in the athletic performance side of things, professional sports what was the path that, that got you there? I know you, you also mentioned that what stuck out to me is you were in the Navy for a time, but before that, it doesn't sound like you went right into the Navy. You, you, you did a number of things before that as well. Is that right?
2: Yeah. I had, a, as far as a strength coach is concerned, a pretty, pretty normal path. I was a former college athlete. You know, there's years before that as, as a youth that like, I was so finitely focused on athletics for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, my parents were, the greatest cheerleaders and supporters ever. And uh, they rarely would say no when it came to like, Hey, I want to try this and do that. And I'd be like, all right, go. Like yeah. it developed a real sense of, uh, how do I say? Like I, I was, I wasn't afraid to try, you know, like that really was mm-hmm. something my parents has, has gifted me, but you know, like when I got, when I got to the end of my playing time in the, in, in the, in the college, I was like, there's just, it felt like I still need to be rooted into that team atmosphere. So be having a real affinity and enjoying training. I made that natural step, at least in my opinion, the natural step going from professional or going from amateur athletics into strength and conditioning um, where I felt like like I kind of like the sport and just in general, I really appreciate and like, and so for me, I always say being a strength, being a strength coach is a really cool thing because I don't have to have a bias towards a, uh, towards a sport. Like I'm a big baseball fan, but I can coach football athletes because I love watching them. I love training them. Right. Same with volleyball, whatever it may be. Like, it's really cool because I don't have to be a bias. Like I I don't, as a strength coach, I may have an affinity, like I said for baseball, but for me to pay the bills, I need to be a football coach, strength coach. And I I don't, like I said, fortunately I don't have to make that decision anymore, but right so I was a strength coach in college and then i just again the same thing as like, i just i was compelled for lack of a better term to continue or again be a part of another team and you know my, my focus was professional athletics had some opportunity to play pro baseball just you know that that calling inside me was to go serve the military and uh Ironically enough, as a child, I never thought that, you know, that was not an option necessarily. I wasn't against yeah. it. My father was drafted to Vietnam, didn't talk anything and never spoke about it at all. But it, it just struck me one day where it's like, that's what I was compelled to do. And now in hindsight, I look at all of my training for baseball and everything physically, emotionally, mentally, the failure of it, it created the person that it, it readied a person to get through that selection process is what it did. The processes, all those, all those processes of work and effort, especially in wrestling and baseball and in the focus of it. But when I was ready to go into buds, it was just like, Oh, okay, well, I'm going to just further prepare to make sure I'm ready for that sort of beast. And then when I got there, I was like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then as an exercise physiologist going through 11 years in the teams and seeing that perspective was very cool because it taught me a lot more about, okay, now that you're in the system, you got to treat your body differently than, you know, your the selection side of it.
1: Right. So, so yeah. So you get out and, and um, maybe talk about like, yeah, what was that path to, to where you are today?
2: Yeah, that's it. Again, it's, it's interesting. It's like a, a reverse order of why, again, it, I got in, right. I had to take off that, I guess that uniform, so to speak, figuratively, literally I tell you, take the uniform off and then, get used to not having that and then okay i got to pursue something with as much zest as i did that that community side and i think that that's again that's i had this conversation today or yesterday with someone like you know one of the really unique things that that, that comes from the seal community i think whether it's certainly the community will develop this mentality but i think a lot of us end up getting in similarly like where hey if i'm gonna choose a profession post service like i just have got this initiative i've got this zest i don't i'm not afraid to try and fail like that's a big thing is certainly i'm not going in it half-hearted but i am i have zero fear of failure when it comes to trying something that i'm generally passionate about i think that that's where it's like well you it's a shiny object and it stalls out but i know i'm certainly passionate about training and coaching and so the only thing I have to do is keep learning. If, mm-hmm. if, as long as I'm keep, I keep learning, I, I can stay fresh in that field. I'm very, very content. When I stop learning, I get, I get bored. I get restless. And, and the clients and the athletes that I work with don't enjoy it as much. So right. that's a big part for me is, you know, got to this point through passion I'm using the process of the SEAL community essentially of how, how finite and effective and thorough, the brief mm-hmm. debrief, like what's going on, like have thick skin, be able to take constructive criticism. That process, which is, thrives within the SEAL community, that really I rarely see anything better than that process. You do it in sport, you see it, in, you see it sometimes in the financial field, in the corporate world, you see pieces yeah. of it. But yeah. it's like, man, through and through, the system is really good. And so now I just use that same sort of approach and methodology in, in my business, it, it, and, it, and it works quite well. At least be, maybe it's largely in part because of the profession of I'm still training the population that I'm really familiar with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Emotionally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, who are some, uh, who are some, some leaders, some coaches, mentors, whatever you might want to call them that have really impacted you and who you are today um, and what you do and, and how you impact and coach and lead others um, and really less like who is it, but really more so like what is it about them that you, that, that, stands out or that maybe you've taken and helped mold you as who you are and who you are as a leader?
2: Yeah, there's, and these are kind of in no particular order, mm-hmm. um, but these people I really revere and look up yeah. to. Maybe it is isn't in an order, but not really. It's not meant to be, I guess. Coach Richard Shaughnessy is a director of strength conditioning for Troy University. He was the strength coach, the head strength coach. And he's since moved up essentially within Troy. He's still a very close friend of mine. And, you know, he taught me so much and some things are invaluable. One is just holding a, like, whether it's, again, it's a corporate, it's a sport it's strength conditioning, whatever it is military. It's like, being able to hold a crowd and own that crowd. And like when you're teaching and communicating, really yeah. having that presence, like he really taught me how to own a room. And, yeah. and then that obviously it's like, you know, not everybody can coach, not because they don't have the knowledge, but because they can't own a room. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things he taught me. And it's not about yeah. yelling. It's about, well, ultimately it becomes knowledge based That's one. So Richard Shaughnessy is, is a huge, huge component of my success. Another person is Mark Stevenson. He's a director of perform- short performance for the Lions. Uh, before that, he was a strength conditioning per- uh, program manager at the command I left. Before that, he was at the NSCA and was a director of tactical strength conditioning. He created it. Okay. So what he taught me again, this this goes all 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 throughout my life is you know, be a very critical thinker. Don't just don't just doesn't matter who it is when someone's yeah. like, hey, this is what you're going to do. I want to audit the information. And if it's mathematics, it can be done, right? Whether we're talking about the coronavirus or we're talking about the bench press, math is the universal truth. So if I want to know what about programming, how to, how to improve it, this, that, I want to know what the math is, right? It's like, if I want to know the spread of a, of a, of a contagious virus, I want to know what the math is. I want to know yeah. where it's out, who's doing it. Like, you know what I mean? So for me that taught me a lot because especially in the field of strength conditioning or fitness, whatever it is, there's so many new things coming across like new beverages, new supplements, new device, new tracking device, new whatever. it is. And we've all got to become critical thinkers and go, okay, what's it measuring? Why do I need it measured? And, and, and more, more important, can this device or whatever do the measurements? Does it actually yeah. have the, the means to do so? For example, right. so those are two people um, I, I could list many, many, but, you know, yeah. I guess the last one kind of a little bit different is uh, like uh, Dr. John Sullivan, who's a sports psychologist, has been for the Patriots for years and years and years, you know, when it came to sleep and some other things and stress management, he's, he's as good as it comes. And mm-hmm. he was a very big part of my life, my, you know, me, me recovering my health. I was in really poor health for a long time. I was opiate addicted, really bad place for a long time about eight years or so. And he was one of the first people that taught me to understand why I was doing what I was doing, how I became an addict, why I am like all those sort of things of like, okay, these things don't just happen. Right. By chance. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that too is, you know, self-discovery and self-responsibility. And that was something that John has helped me with a lot is just saying, Hey, listen, good, bad, or indifferent, the common thread in anything that happens to you is you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was one of those things that's extremely helpful is, is taking ownership of everything in my life, the good and the bad. So that yeah. that's been someone that's very very helpful for, to me.
1: Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that's I love it. I, you know, the, the owning the rumor the owning the crowd. I think you know that's that sticks out, and you know, I don't hear that talked about a lot. But yeah, that is so important, isn't it? And, it's huge yeah
2: it's, it's huge it's 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 the same i, I make it akin to this as like when a police officer like a very in-shape police officer a very yeah. out of shape police officer for example come and comes and speaks to a classroom of four, like you know fourth graders one of them is going to really hold the room yeah. one of them is not yeah and i know this just because so there was an example you know a buddy of mine is a police officer narcotics guy here that this happened to there was a out of shape, in shape. he was one of the, my buddies in shape. And, yeah. he, and I mean this res- respect and love. I, I just of mean it as an example. It's like yep. the little kid throws his hand up and is like, Well, well, what if that person comes to try to rescue me? He doesn't look like he can. <laughs> and like my buddy was like, Well then i kids come. are
1: brutal, man. There's just that's so what I
2: mean. Life. Like it's yeah it's it's one of those things you go oh <laughs> it's, it's real
1: it's real you know it's and a that's, great question though right and but
2: again yeah. if you you know if you're holding the room if you're handling the room you know there's it, yeah. you don't have to be in shape uh, forget right. that you by yeah. any means but it's just an example
1: absolutely yeah thank you what's uh what's so I know you know you just got to spend a day with Joe Girardi and and uh, many others. What's what what's the impact of the path that you're on here going into the future? You know, championship leaders definitely have great vision, and the courage to take action, like decisive action, on that vision when it's probably there's a reason they're championship leaders because they have a different vision than most others, and they're willing to take action on it, and and then they rise to the top and they win and they have a ton of, like you said, the air quotes, uh, success. Right. So what is it for you though? Like what kind of impact do you want to make? You know, you're out, you're, you're surrounding yourself with others that, that have performed at a high level. Um, what's that look like for you in the near future?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because had you asked me this question a couple of years ago, I'd have this very elaborate yeah. actual vision of a palatable, Sure. You know, physical, you know what I mean? Like it's like this. Ego is just ego yeah. is a jerk, right? So
1: yeah, totally.
2: I, uh, <laughs> and it is it, it is not your friend. So you know, I would have said yeah, this big building with all this stuff and have all these. Now here's the deal: is I don't know, and I'm, yeah. and, I'm and, and, and I it, <laughs> let me say this though, I'm purposely not don't know mm-hmm. because all i do know okay can i know we're kind of this is where my brain is at half the time is trying to keep focused on the now which is always very difficult for me now grant i don't have not have plans but yeah. in the short term very short term in the next couple of months is the way in which i develop my athletes and train them it's a process mm-hmm. to include very specific equipment and so this will be the first time in my life I'll be able to take and expand that equipment list. Cause I don't have all, I have a great gym, but it's yeah. just too small. It doesn't have room for additional equipment to develop my athletes, develop athletes. I'm fortunate enough to work with. So the near future is the process I keep talking about where like my, my process is good. My process is exceptionally good for my athletes, but now it'll get better. Not because all of a sudden I have this inherent knowledge But now I know that I can build this location out. I can include, especially like my business manager, Catherine, she's my better half as well and brilliant. And we have the business capability of making this what we know it can be. Um, And and the goal is this, is just the military law enforcement and fire departments are, are probably the most underserviced organizations that we as human beings have and that we expect from good, bad, or different. Like we don't care what we don't care. And, and it's okay. As civilians, we don't care what, what's going on in a police officer's life. Well, but we expect them to be there when an emergency is called.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: that can't sort of like, like love, hate relationship, the civilian yeah. population has a police department. Reality is, is they're incredibly underserved. Yeah. Um, and so, in knowing that from the back, you know, from my profession and, and I work with police officers all the time, my my hope is that you know whether if you're in the seal teams or you're a major league baseball player you're not you're not struggling to find who do i find to help alleviate my lower back pain or who do i find that helps mental skills coach like Mm -hmm. those things if you play for the patriots it's just a couple questions away and you're going to find somebody who wants right military and law enforcement don't have that yeah so if we can begin to a very at least create a location that answers some of those questions, right? Okay. I'm having all these problems with back pain, lower pain, shoulder pain, or I'm prepping to go into this service and I need to improve my runtime time, time, whatever it may be. Yep. There's got to be a place where it's like, if you go to that place, you train there or use those programs, those are very concise, precise, reproducible, reliable, and predictable manners, manners, manners in which to do so. And so that's a long, it's a, like a long answer, A short question is, I'd like, I want to continue to be a point of education for mm-hmm. these underserviced populations. That That's it, like I really think, because when I was in the SEAL teams, there was no, there was, in part also because I had the background in it, but because I, so I could look, but there, there, there's unlimited resources in people, time, money, and physical location, right? You know, you yeah. look at sport, It's almost that the limit, the limiting factor in pro sports is quality of character of humans. And I don't mean that, Oh, be it bad people. But I mean, if quality of character in humans, it means in that sporting lifestyle, are they becoming students of their profession or are they just talented? Yeah. Military law enforcement certainly has talent in its own regard, but military and law enforcement and fire, they want to be there. Like they really want to be there and learn and improve and create longevity. Yeah. Whereas, a lot of pro athletes, I say a lot. I'm talking all sport. Yeah, they're really skilled, and if they yeah. didn't have that skill, they they're not going to be there. Right. Want, doesn't matter how much you want to be there, right? So, but yep. the population of military law sports, it's like they want to be there. That's yeah. the big difference. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and there's well, there's a lot of people that want to be professional athletes, but are never going to be right. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. And then, yeah. So it's it's a just it's the different demographic and that's yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. That's great. What it, what's a time that in your life where, you know, and I'm sure you got many, we all do, critical moments, defining moments in our life where we kind of maybe come to that crossroads and had you not made the decision you did or, or taken the action you did in that time, you could be somewhere very different in life. But of course, you know, you did make the decision that you did, and that has you right here where you are today. I think there's a lot of listeners, entrepreneurs, business owners, who can find themselves in, the, in this moment, and especially probably more so now than ever with this coronavirus thing and the worldwide pandemic we got and just, just the crazy time of it. More so than ever, probably, there's some people in these moments trying to figure out, like, all right, if this, this is a critical moment and decision, and my life can look very different depending on which way I go. And a lot of times people just, it's the power of hearing others and and how they've made those decisions and how that's impacted them. I think does help them through their own decision. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you as I ask you question? You know, I, I, you
2: know, I can go different routes with like career moments and this, that, but like for me, the life-changing moment outside of being a father is, um, and again, it's, this is if I don't, I don't hold myself prisoner anymore to my decisions my mm-hmm. past decisions because those don't define me at all anymore yeah. um i had like i said i had a real bad i was opioid addicted for quite a while been i've had od a couple times tried to kill myself and those weren't low points right mm-hmm. my low point was the way i treated people yeah. my low point was especially someone that was near and dear to me close to me and my fiance at the time you know i was very i was unfaithful and just an asshole, quite simply yeah. right so that that was the one thing that certainly was not a top behavior for yeah. me but you know in it, to to kind of bring this big ship you know turn around is that you know for me like i realized that like i, I kind of mentioned before we especially for those of us in these leadership championship positions right i think that there's a there's a problem that the world has has kind of demonized changing your mind what i mean is if you change your mind even for the better it's like i have to weigh being a hypocrite versus, okay i'm going to walk this line and not be a hypocrite and create more yeah. more focus on me so what i realized a long time ago is that my my problems good bad I, all my problems i was a common thread right mm-hmm. not even just in part right not yeah. certain things like well that's not my fault but Right. Well, I was actively involved in it, so it's yeah. my fault, you know? Yeah. And so when I really took stock of what the truth of my life was, like the real truth of treating people right, or like I was like trying to do the right thing, or it's like trying to build a business, mm-hmm. the first thing that came to mind, the first thing that has to happen is got to love the people closest to you. You've got to share that love with them. You've got to be open to it, and you've got to admit your mistakes to those people that you're closest to. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to have to create a bunch of small lies or bigger lies eventually to support all that nonsense of the noise in your your other life, and it's going to come back in your own personal life, and it always does. And so that that's the big thing I tell people is like, if you really really want to be successful, truly successful, then you're going to have to stop being afraid of the things you've said. If someone audits your past, good bad, like talking trash about somebody else lying exaggerating all those sort of things in your own personal life if you clean that up right the things the passion that you you may not even have like a lot of people are just kind of i think floating on that cloud not sure what to do yeah right Right. but a lot of that though too is us trying too hard to be something that we're not right exaggerating inflating like if you're just really, really kind to everyone around you, especially the ones you're closest to, you're going to see a lot of that static and that noise clean up and you're going to have a lot better idea of what you should be doing with your life. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's, that's why I encourage people. It's like, yes, we want you to chase your dreams and do all those sort of things and do what your gut tells you to do. But before all of that, before you do any of that, you have to take stock in how you're treating other people, because now you have a clear indicator of how you're treating yourself. Yeah, Cause you're treating the people around you very poorly. Okay. It's certainly, you're not showing self love either and you're probably not going to even forgive yourself.
1: Yeah. So true. Wow. So
2: that, that's, you know, I've had a lot of therapy. Yeah. I've done a lot of aggressive brain therapy mm-hmm. um, from psychedelics to other sort of things. And you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to is everyone's good enough. Everyone, everyone has greatness. Everyone has greatness in them, especially born in this country You won the genetic lottery. I don't care what color you are, what race you are, what creed you are, what sexual orientation you are. Like if you're born in the United States, man, you have an advantage. If you're born in the United States with a parent that loves you, if you're born in the United States with parents that love you, if you're born in the United States with love, you've won the genetic lottery. So like that, I just want people to keep stock of that is, you know, life, life can be great, but it's only going to be great when you're being truthful to yourself
1: yeah yeah thank you That's, that is definitely powerful and uh you know the other thing you're saying is basically just taking the responsibility for everything that has happened to you and and not deflecting it or being the victim and and owning it right yep yeah, so, yeah. You yeah i want to wrap this up and in, in respect your time here today uh but as we do that like what would be one or two things you could leave with the listeners that if they implement today would help them move their life forward today?
2: Yeah, one would be just keep, keep in mind that, you know, when, it's, when, it's, when we're talking about achieving something, we'll, we'll just use the word success again, something mm-hmm. successful. When you're trying to achieve success, you know, we kind of talked about some evolution, like what gets you there, typically won't keep you there. Yeah. Right? That, the work, the focus, even the, even the course, the direction, of what got you to be a successful athlete, coach, teacher, entrepreneur, understand there's going to be evolution. That's going to have to happen. That's a big one. So what keeps you there um, not what got you there. Yeah. That's one. And then the other one, you know, for me is that I mean, it still comes down to, you know, personal accountability is mm-hmm. it's not that you're alone. Like I would say, Hey, if you want to do it, do it yourself. Like there are people around you, right? And, and that's the trick, like that's the ploy It's like, you've got to surround yourself with people that want success for you and yeah. that you are happy to see them successful. That for me is a huge litmus that's for a person's awesome. personal state of mind, right? Is like, if you are happy to see your friends, be happy, that's awesome. And be that's that, awesome. Yeah, but if, if you find yourself kind of like even your friends, like, meh, that's you, that mm-hmm. isn't your friend. That isn't right. That isn't, it's your own personal projections of negativity that make you feel that way has nothing to do right? Like there's enough love and kindness for everyone to give infinitely and receive infinitely. Yeah. So that's the big one is like the people that you love in your life, be happy for them. And when you see them be successful, be happy for their success because when you are excited about something, that's who you're hoping to get that that admiration back from, and that affirmation is the people you love. Yeah. So be that for them too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time today. And um, again, listeners, you know we'll, we'll get all this linked up for you as well. But you can find out more about Jeff at performancefirstus.com and. On Instagram, Jeff CS CS. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you and honor you for being here today and had a great conversation. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, if you uh, ever ever find yourself out to Virginia Beach, we'll get, a, we'll get you in the, in the facility and take a look at it and give us your thoughts.
1: I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. You you. Yeah. Have a great day.
2: Yep. Take care. Thank you. Let's
0: go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I've deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife, fifteen months, she was all alone. Marriage marriages, never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader.